We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I was told there would be free drugs, and there have been none. <laughs> I've not seen one free drug. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. <laughs> I blacked out for a second. I was like, shit, what do we say? I know you said one, two, three, and you usually say three, two, one, and I panicked. <laughs> like, Both of us are confused. <laughs> we locked eyes like, oh, I'm scared. Like, Wait, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> we're doing it live. Fuck, what are okay. we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Where are we? We never said we were professionals. No. So. I posted that video on Instagram this week of me like, not knowing what the fuck to say after I say my name. I don't know why I feel pressure to say something right away, but I do. I'm like, I'm here. Yeah, I'm I, like, take it away, Amelia. Um, <laughs> uh, I have nothing of substance to contribute. <laughs> anyway, um, it's snowing here. Yeah, it's fucking snowing outside, which is insane. Snowflakes like the size of my head. They're massive. And people in Seattle lose their goddamn minds when it snows because we don't have the infrastructure to deal and a lot of hills. So yeah. pray for me getting home, What everybody. was it, like two years ago where it just was snowing? Like it was covered in snow. Mm-hmm. We were snowed in for like a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> that was pre-quarantine too. Yeah. Think about that. We're like, oh my God. Wow, that, we were stuck inside for a week and a half. <laughs> that, apart, that was my, my first winter in Seattle. Damn. Yeah, and people were like, oh yeah, doesn't it snow in Seattle? And I was like, no, it's not supposed to. People in Seattle are so fucking smug about the weather. They're like, it never gets too hot. It never gets too cold. And then every year it's like 105 for like a week. <laughs> it just gets warmer and colder. Uh-huh. Um, That's global warming, baby. <laughs> uh, and that winter... I was living in the first apartment I lived in um, was a micro studio. You lived in a micro studio? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it had like, I've been holding this drink. Like, <laughs> like mirror. This is a commercial. Um, so I lived in a micro studio and it had like a Murphy bed. It was tiny. There's How no other square feet. Uh, like, I think maybe like 230. Shut the fuck up. Uh Uh-huh. A little over 200 square feet. Were you Miz? Yes. And it had one window and it faced a building. Uh Uh-huh. Luckily, I was only there for six months. What? Oh, my God. I signed a short lease because at the time, like, my ex was supposed to move to Seattle and we were going to move into, like, a one-bedroom or two-bedroom or something. So I was like, okay, I'll sign a short lease. And the rent was like... Twelve fifty or something. That's fucking absurd. That I it was know. Tw- I was thinking you were gonna say under a thousand. No. Two hundred and thirty square. Well, now feet. I know better. And now I'm paying a hundred dollars more than that, and I have a one bedroom, and it's like six hundred something square feet. On a top floor. How in that, Capitol Hill? That feels criminal to charge that much for two hundred and thirty square oh, feet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, luckily I got my entire deposit back, so. I feel like we should have like an offshoot, like a sister <laughs> podcast, just bitching about rent in Seattle. Yeah. This is like the fourth episode in a row where we're, we're like, the rent is too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, leads me to another thought that I had recently is like, how come it is a, like, 
across the board thing that we all just like look up the prices of houses on Zillow. That's Why do we all do that? So true. That's so true. It, I did that today. I don't know anyone who doesn't do that. You you drive by a house and you're like, I'm gonna look up how much that house is. Yeah, that is an interesting human thing. Like, why do we? I don't know. We all yeah. do it. We all be well, doing it. I'm always just curious. I'm like, how much? And then I always try to guess what they do for work. And if there's any sort of like buyer information, I'll look mm-hmm. them up. Because I'm like, are you a lawyer? Did you win some sort of big case? Are you a Kardashian? <laughs> Grace Kelly. How old is this house? <laughs> yeah. How, how old is this house? Did anyone die in this house? Because that makes the price of houses go down. Fun do fact. they? Don't they have to not? Aren't they not? A, they don't have to report that. They do. I think you do have to report it. I think legally you have to report it. I might be making that up. Maybe somebody told me that once and I was like, that's fact. (laughs) I'm not off to a great start. (laughs) Ever since you called that jimming the camera, we're recording film right now and Liz looks at the camera sometimes and I always keep it in because it it always like cuts in with what this the thing that I choose to post and she called it jimming the camera and I thought about that yesterday and started laughing it's just such a funny term I totally do jim the camera I'm like y'all seeing this I kind of love it though I can't help it it. I want you guys to feel involved you're breaking the fourth wall yeah it's like they're at the the table with yeah. us. Um, but I think that's also something that I love about doing a podcast is like, I know people are listening and I like want to include them on the conversation. Yeah. And cause have you ever listened to a podcast where they act like there's no one listening uh-huh. and then it's just really fucking boring. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just like two people like jerking off for each other and you're like, God, this is a- I hate that. I know. It's not fun to listen it's to. It's not relatable content. I've heard from a few people that when they listen to the holy hour, they feel like they're just sitting in a room with us chatting, and that's like the best compliment. Good. Okay, so maybe my gymming is <laughs> making it's on brand. people feel involved. Maybe I should start gymming. Yeah. But the actor in me is like, the camera's not there. <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> See, that's where your um, camera acting comes into play, but my stage acting is like, yeah. cheat out. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can tell, but we both have done some acting. <laughs> I did want to talk about... So I, a few people reached out to Amelia to ask what magician I was talking about. Yeah, and I got so many times. I'm too afraid to say it because I think he's kind of crazy. But I did want to tell Amelia about this other story that I think is a little safer to tell um, about Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Liz texted me yesterday and she was like, I want to tell you the Gordon Ramsay story. I'm like, there's no way that you forgot to tell me a Gordon Ramsay story and th- that magician story. Like, the, I, I, I'm going to keep learning things about you. And then who else was it? Oh, we'll get into that. Carrot Top. Carrot yeah. Top. Okay, everyone in Vegas has a Carrot Top story. I know my, you said that. I'm like, it doesn't make it any less cool to, like, little me. My Carrot Top story isn't very interesting, but my uh, Gordon Ramsay story is definitely more interesting. And I... Forgot I like forget about this story until I saw a TikTok of someone like Gordon Ramsay like was berating some uh, restaurant owner because he takes the tips instead of giving them to the waiters and waitresses. And then he's like, what a fucking asshole. So and then I'm like, Gordon Ramsay is kind of a good dude, you know? And I have a big crush on Gordon Ramsay, so I hope you're not about to break my heart. I might a little bit. Oh, no. no, it's not a bad story. Okay. It makes me look bad. Oh. But it's funny. Okay. In my opinion. <laughs> um, so, you know how he has, like, a restaurant in Vegas? Yeah. Uh, he was in Vegas this one weekend where I, like, um, went to a club with some of my friends for another friend's birthday. And um, I was driving that night, so I only had a, a couple drinks because you're there for a few hours, you know. And um, we were, like, waiting. Our table wasn't ready yet. And, like, the girl knew, like, a promoter, and she got us a table, like, behind the DJ booth. And they're like, we don't have your bottles ready yet. Like, the table's not ready. There's still people there, so we're going to wait for it to clear out, and then you guys can go to your table. So uh, we're like, I'm like, let's wander around. Like, let's uh, find some guys who will, like, bring us to their table. That's just, that's what you do. Like, 
And my best friend Anna taught me this. We call it doing a lap. So you do a lap and you show off in your stupid fucking dress and your heels. And you flip your hair. And then some like Australian is like, oh, come over to our table. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm traveling with my coworkers and you're like, who, me? Okay. And then you drink their drinks and you're like, goodbye. I love that. I love that approach. <laughs> so, so we're like walking around. Some guy's like, hey, do you want to come up to my table, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, okay, we're like waiting for ours to be ready. So um, we'll hang out at your table for a bit. And then uh, he brings us over to the table and it's Gordon fucking Ramsay's table <laughs> in the club. And I didn't know who he was. <laughs> he is so scary looking in person. I believe it. He has a very intense face. I would have shit myself and my friend is like that's Gordon Ramsay I'm like I don't know who the fuck that is and she's like he's on the food network and I was like doesn't mean anything to me and so we were just like dancing on his on his table and like having a good time he did not talk to anybody um and then he was very stingy with his alcohol but you know that's fair because I was there to hustle (laughs) and then we were like we have to go to the bathroom and then we left (laughs) And we just went to our table because we're like, oh, our table's ready. And then we're like, we have to go to the bathroom, bye. And then we just like didn't come back. And then we're at our table behind the DJ booth, and the DJ introduces Gordon Ramsay as the guest DJ. And he <gasps> walks by and gives us the biggest stink eye. He's like, oh my God, you ghosted Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, whoop. I'm shook. My jaw is on the floor. <laughs> also, he DJs? I don't know. <laughs> he does it all. I was like, whatever. Renaissance I, like, man. Turned around and flirted with the guys at the table next to us. But Oh, my yeah. God. I, I'm sp- speechless. 26-year-old Liz was that bitch. That was not that long. You didn't know who Gordon Ramsay was no. three years ago? No. I have been obsessed with him for like 15 years. You are blowing my fucking my first magicians. <laughs> now my Gordon Ramsay story. You're just like hitting all of like my weird quirks of like celebrities that I love. Magic. Do you have Cooking? a carrot top thing? No, but he used to do the dial down the center for one eight hundred att. He used to say yeah. like, I was like I was fascinated with carrot top. He's the weirdest fucking looking dude. And I was always like, whoa, like people yeah. like that exist. He. Um, Carrot Top is super nice. Is he a comedian? Yes. Uh, but his whole thing was he had props. Oh. Um, but I think that was also, like, a little bit before our time to really like, know anything about Carrot Top. Right. Um, but he lives in Vegas, so people would always just, like, see him walking around. Hmm. And um, he has eyeliner tattooed on. Okay, so I figured. So his eyes look super bright. Yeah. And he's just really nice. That's good. And the, He um, could just not be nice. He's very tan for a while. Huh. Like, went to tanning beds, probably. Probably. There's then, no way that's natural with his uh, red hair. He was super, like, buff for a little while, too. Weird. So, when I worked at Abercrombie, he came in. Yeah, I was like, wait, what the fuck? That's Carrot Top. Yeah, and he has, like, a very distinct look. You're not like, oh, is yeah. that Carrot Top? You know it's Carrot Top. Yeah. Like, there's been times where I've been, like, leaving a restaurant, and he's, I've seen him just, like, Kicking walking it. around. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so this time when I was at Abercrombie, um, a like, when I was a manager, I was like, oh, that's Carrot Top. <laughs> and then he was just, like, shopping around, and he, like, um, bought this pair of sweatpants. First, he had, like, one of my employees who is significantly younger than me, uh, maybe, like, 10 years younger than me, was wearing, like, these cool sweatpants. And then uh, he was like, hey, will you show me where those are? And then so my employee like helps him pick out a pair of sweatpants. And then um, he comes back like after he buys a pair and he was like, he just makes them look so good that I need another pair. (laughs) And I think he bought a few more pairs. That's really sweet. Yeah. And then my employee was like, who is that? And I was like, he's like like a, a celebrity on the strip. He was probably pretty famous at one point. I think he was in the 90s. He was pretty big. Um, a few people like met Britney Spears, the ones that worked at the bigger malls. What did they oh, say like, about her? Just that she was nice. <gasps> She's nice. Yeah. That's my queen. It was before like the whole like... Uh, Everything. Yeah. I feel so bad for Britney. Yeah. It's really kind of a fishbowl situation. I think everyone's fascinated with what's going on with her. 
but it's sad because you watch all of these interviews with her back in the day and she's just so clearly like a prisoner of her fame and like just seeing this decline has been so sad Mm -hmm. I like idolized Britney Spears how old were you um it was when oops I did it again came out um no no it was um baby one more time was like I remember the first time my brother showed me that music video I was like obsessed with her I watched it so many times I'm watching your eyelashes. It's really driving me insane. Are they like... You fix... Uh, did no. I fix it? Oh, God, uh, I can see it. Is it distracting you? Well, because I... Now you're paying attention to it. You got it. Okay, good. I feel like it's not... I need something. Anymore. I need... I need. Do you need a little spoolie? I oh, have a spoolie, it's actually. It's coming down again. Oh, I can feel it. <laughs> it's because they're getting so heavy. They're like falling over on themselves. I'm getting them filled <laughs> tomorrow. It's hard being... It's hard being a... Uh, vein an eyelash girl <laughs> oh my god i used to get um my eyelashes filled and back in my vegas days this was my gordon ramsay days i i had some fake eyelashes um but gordon ramsay days <laughs> um i had like the yeah the eyelash extensions and i was looking at like a picture of them somewhat recently they looked so bad on me oh no i thought that they looked great and then when I look at pictures, they just look ridiculous. And That's like, because surpri- yours are at least like tapered, you know? Yeah. Well, my girl is like a fucking, she's a genius. But I feel like because my eyes are hooded, like the lashes help open my eyes. But your eyes, you already have big eyes. Your eyes are Mine like are bright and open. Though. So then like they were like the long ones kind of all around. So they just looked kind of weird. Oh, they yeah. When they're all one the length. Middle. But, I went through a phase like that. Yeah. Where... I know some people, like, who get them, and they look like caterpillars. Uh-huh. Like, yours are the first ones that I saw that I was like, those look really good. Thanks. They look really pretty. Thank you. And then I hate the ones that are just, like, long and ridiculous and thick. Yeah, and, like, and, like just, like... You see those everywhere in Vegas. Furry. And yeah. here, too. It took me so long to find a lash artist, and my gal... I, I, her name's Malia. I'm going to ask her. I'll see her tomorrow. Can I say your name on the pod? <laughs> I'm obsessed because so many people ask me where I get my lashes. For done. now, say it, say it. And then if she doesn't like um, give you permission, then we'll just cut it out. Yeah. Her name's Malia at Glam by Mal, G-L-A-M-B-Y-M-A-L on Instagram. She's a goddess. She's so good at what she does. I went to so many lash artists before that once they came out, all of my natural lashes would come out too because they just like did not know what they were doing. So oh I, I was bald for a while. I had no lashes for like months. Awful. But it takes an eyelash 100 days to grow back. What? Mm-hmm. Yo. A girl at MAC told me that when I was like 14 and she was like, do you take your makeup off at night? And I was like, no, because I was fucking 14. Yeah, right. No. And my mom like... Was not nearly as, like, into makeup as I was growing up. So she's like, I don't know. Yeah, sleep alone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's like, do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever feels right. <laughs> uh, and then she's like, you have to take your makeup off at night. And I yeah. was like, okay. Yeah, well, my God. Yeah, I mean, like, I was she's breaking like, out when I wanted. Your eyelashes will fall out. You have to wait 100 days. Oh, I did not break out at all. <sighs> I didn't get acne until I was an adult. That's so annoying. Yeah, uh, when I got an IUD. Oh, fuck. That makes sense. I hear that happening a lot. And then I got it removed and I still had acne. I started to... fuck you up. I never got acne until... Actually, yeah. I started really breaking out when I left college and went to Detroit and the water there was just different. Mm -hmm. And so every time I washed my face, it would make my face worse and I didn't put two and two together. I had cysts all over my face. Yeah, it was bad. Those are painful. So painful. You can't like emote. It's like... You know, is there, I don't know. It's like on every nerve in your face. It's awful. Um, and then I got my IUD and it fixed it. Oh. Yeah. Like I had like a reverse good effect. Good for you. I know. I know a few people that it has like a reverse effect. The so like hormones have been a good they thing. They had like a little, they had troubled skin before and then like they got an IUD and it cleared up. Yeah. I was like, mm. it's, <laughs> you're God's chosen and one. It's so, yeah. It is, there's no way to know what how it's going to affect you. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It's like... Um, mental health drugs. <laughs> gotta, go in, gotta go in blind. <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> Expect the worst. <laughs> That's how I live my life. <laughs> I'm on SSRIs because I'm on birth control. <laughs> Is most people. Yeah. I'm not on birth control. Are you thinking more about maybe starting? Um, if I get birth control, I want a copper IUD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to fucking suck. 
Yeah. Have you seen a copper IUD? Yes. They're terrifying. If you guys have seen an IUD, they're tiny. Mm-hmm. But the second you have that thing shoved into your uterus, it feels your enormous. Cervix, fucking, you will. I almost pass out from the pain. Yeah. So and I got like a little tiny, itty bitty Skyla one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have it the whole time. You got it out part way. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you were having really through. bad. Yeah. Um, I remember you saying that. And then the copper one is bigger and it's more painful. So. Yeah. I went from a Skyla to a Mirena and I can feel the Mirena when I have cramps now. I can like feel the arms of it. Yeah. It's freaky. Men have no, like, if, if you've never had a uterus... I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> like, everyone's like, oh, getting kicked in the balls is like the... And I'm sure that that fucking hurts. You have no fucking idea. The shit that we go through so that you can come inside us yeah. without a condom Imagine on. getting kicked in the balls for several hours uh-huh. for seven days straight every month for, like, the next 30 to 40 years of your life. And then get called a bitch for being in a bad mood and also have acne. <laughs> yeah. And back pain. I get leg pain, too, when I have cramps. Ooh. Yeah, like, the tops of my legs hurt. Like, my thighs. Mine, I'm trying to think. Um, my cramps were definitely worse when I'm on hormonal birth control. Uh-huh. My cramps were really, really bad when I had an IED. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there's just something. There's, like, a foreign object in there. Your body's like, get it out! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get it out! And now I only get cramps, like... The day before my period and maybe the first day. Nice. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I don't get a period anymore. So, yeah. I always kind of think I'm pregnant. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just stopped with the IUD. Probably not. Right. However. I would be in the 0.02% that would get pregnant on <laughs> with a with an IUD. I was, I'm just always, because the PMS symptoms are pregnancy symptoms. So, I'm just kind of always guessing. Yeah, it's it's a cruel trick from God. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Eve shouldn't have eaten there. that apple. Did you know that's an analogy for sex? It is. Mm-hmm. Eve had sex. Dirty bastards! I wrote the snake. <gasps> Haven't we all fucked a snake though? We I fucked a few snakes. <laughs> I fucked a few snakes, or at least known a snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've known a few and fucked a few. (laughs) (laughs) They've never given me an apple. They've not given me anything except good stories and heartbreak. (laughs) Sometimes they give you an STD. Yeah. Yeah, I I would take an apple, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Before there was Eve, there was Lilith. Ooh, tell me about Lilith. So. (laughs) Wow, we're actually getting the biblical part of this podcast. If you've seen Sabrina... (laughs) The new one. Okay. There's a Lilith character. But um, Lilith uh, was the first woman before Eve. And she wanted to be um, Satan's equal. He was like, no, you have to lay beneath me. And she's like, no, I want to lay next to you. Oh, I like Lilith. Equal. And he was like. Bad bitch. No. And then God took Lilith away. And. Like, Lilith was, like, Satan's, like, lover. Mm. Like, he was in love with Lilith, and God took her away. And then um, he made Eve and Lilith's likeness. Whoa. So, Satan was in love with Eve. I didn't know that. So, (laughs) I I know know nothing. That's generally what I know. I have a book called, like, uh, Bad Girls Throughout History or something. And Lilith is the first <gasps> woman in it. I want to name my daughter Lilith now. Lily. <laughs> ooh, ooh, this is a cool cover. Jimming the camera. <laughs> um, so it's called Bad Girls Throughout History by Anne Shen. And I um, first saw it because I thought the art was really beautiful. So that's why I bought it. And then it just has like... Um, a short little biography of a bunch of amazing women throughout history. And I love that the first woman is Lilith. Fucking incredible. I already, I've flipped to just random pages. I'm already in love with these Mm -hmm. women. Anita Garibaldi rode into battle on horseback and pregnant. Men could never. (laughs) I think I want to get men Men could never tattooed on me somewhere because I say it so often. Men could never. Men could never. 
Like whenever there's like a woman like on the news, like there was a there was a doctor who was in the hospital giving birth and a woman came in giving birth and her doctor what couldn't be there on t- like they were on call so they couldn't get there in time and like this woman was having her baby and so this doctor who was in labor delivered this woman's baby this While woman she deli- was in labor yes men could never <laughs> well, this man couldn't even get to the hospital on time this woman's like so many doctors are like they want to schedule like a day for you to be induced yeah because it works for their schedule uh. Uh-huh. And that's why if I have children, I will be having them in a bathtub mm. with a midwife. <laughs> at home or at, in like a birthing center? Do you uh, know yet? I don't know yet. Depends on what my home looks like. Yeah. What's it? Do I have a nice bathtub or like a like a relaxing area? <laughs> yeah. A creepy we'll basement? We'll revisit. Ooh. <laughs> creepy Light basement. some candles in my creepy basement. Have a seance? Yeah. Love that. Name it Lilith. <laughs> um, okay, I, I found the Lilith page. I'll read it. Okay. It's it's biblical story time on the holy hour. It all began with Lilith, the lesser known first wife of Adam who was kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Adam insisted she lie beneath him, but she wanted to lie next to him and be equal. Bad bitches! Because she refused to be subservient to Adam, Lilith left the Garden of Eden and became associated with the archangel Samael. Samuel. We know of Lilith because she is represented as a demon in many religious mysticism texts. She is never mentioned in the Bible. It doesn't get much more badass than getting rejected from the Bible, does it? No, it does not. Lilith, the real one. I love bad bitches. That's my fucking problem. (laughs) I really want this book. This is phenomenal. I mean, I I said uh, she wanted to lay next to Satan instead of Adam, but who's to say Adam isn't Satan, you know? I think all men are kind of (laughs) Satan. I'm just kidding. I, I love a lot of you. <laughs> Your dad is a gem, Amelia. My dad is fantastic. I know a lot of really great men, but I also know my a lot of really is, not great men. My dad's a gem too, but he's done some shit where when I was born, uh, I was stuck in the birthing canal. So they had to use forceps to get me out, which is illegal now. What? Yeah, they're not safe. Because they hurt the baby. Uh, and the mom. They, like, rip your vagina open. What the fuck? Yeah. And uh, my mom lost a ton of blood giving <sighs> birth to me. And she had really bad postpartum depression. And um, she was just, like, bleeding. And, like, she had blood through, like, a bunch of pads. And she asked my dad to get pads for her before he left for work. And he said no. And I was like, I would have filed for divorce that day. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So I'm like, wow, dad. I would have really that guy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> My future husband would never. No, I would throw a big ass. Fit. I was like, I know I'm a baby, but I do not forgive you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to remember this, dad. That was your first sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to remember this. <laughs> <laughs> when my mom told me, I was like, rage. That's nuts. Uh, speaking of forceps. I was foaming at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I would be too. I would be too. Um, there's this TikTok trend where people would record what they looked like before and after they Googled um, why chainsaws were invented. Have you seen this? No. Okay, I did it. I deleted it because I it was just what it didn't fit my brand. Okay, but so we're gonna get my reaction to this right now. Chainsaws were invented for childbirth. Yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm, because they needed a more efficient way to do C sections. So chainsaws were first like hand cranks and they like, uh-huh. That's why chainsaws were invented. They weren't like the that we like know now, <laughs> but yeah. Well, do you know how um, like C-sections started to like become a thing? It's um, because there was a tribe of black women who were, were like the first people to sanitize and sterilize their equipment to perform C-sections. And all of these fucking European male doctors kept killing women from C-sections because they weren't sterilizing their equipment. So they learned from this tribe of black women. So if you have had a C-section or are here because of a C-section, you can thank black women. Wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So. That's uh, interesting. These are all shit. This is we don't get taught this. Did you learn why people or why uh, yeah people are on their back when they give birth? No. Um, it's from one king 
who had a fetish of seeing like his children born that way. Uh, Because before that, gravity does half the work. Right. So there were birthing chairs before that. What the fuck? I've learned so much from TikTok. That's disgusting. Yeah, so now we're all suffering on our fucking back when we give birth. Well, and like... When you could just be sitting in a chair and letting gravity do its goddamn thing. Women die in childbirth at like a higher rate than ever. Mm-hmm. Like, and Especially black women. Mm-hmm. And I, there, I watched a documentary in one of my health classes in high school of how people give birth in other countries. And in third world countries, they just... They're, they're, they're squatting. They're on all fours, yeah. Yeah. And like the baby just comes out and they're like, dope. They pull the baby out. Yep. And then they have a baby. And now here we are in America spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to give birth in a hospital and like maybe you'll make it out alive laying on our back maybe you won't because of one fucking white king mm-hmm. when you had said a gross weird fetish when you said king i thought it was going to be some like no, positive like thing king. like oh he was such a king no it was like a literal king Ew, yeah what a piece of garbage yeah. god down uh-uh. men should not be able to rule it <laughs> I need to stop hating on men. I'm in such a mood today. I really do love men. You're I really, to really be do. In a mood. I'm in a fucking mood. I don't even know why. I mean, why. after all the shit we've talked about, it's hard to not be in one. Yeah, true. <sighs> this has become a really fun like discourse. I know. We don't, we have we had like have a not a today. topic. Yeah. Liz texts me like, "What should we talk about?" I'm like, "I don't know." I meant to have a plan, but you know how things go. Mm-hmm. You're like, life happens. Also, my foot is so asleep. If you wonder why I'm like shifting so much, I cannot get comfortable. No, you're fine. My foot has been asleep this entire time. Cat has been digging his claws into my leg, so nice. I've mostly been thinking about that. We're a good. We're a good group right now. Mm-hmm. The four of us. I, if you guys don't know, which you might not, I always have to get a chair for. <laughs> One of my cats, because he wants to feel involved. Yeah, he he's the one that you always hear. Yeah, he's the one you hear meowing in the background. Um, so we got, uh, I've learned when we get him a little chair, uh, he and he sits in it, he calms down. That's really cute. That's a cute little fun fact about him. <laughs> uh, he just gets excited when people come over, especially like people he knows. So I love when he cats. meows, it's because he wants to be held like a baby mm. and feel involved. Baby. It is very sweet, but it gets very annoying. Yeah, um, I bet. And I don't know how my cats are going to manage, like, if and when, like, things kind of, like, go back to normal. Uh-huh. And I start going to the office again. They're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was talking about this with someone the other day, how hard it's going to be for the pets to readjust. Oh, yeah. And people's kids, too. People's kids are used to having them home. I can't even fucking imagine. I wonder if kids are like, this year sucks, or, like, this is the best freaking year of my life I think at first it was probably fun for them like elementary school kids like I get to just like do school in my pajamas and now everyone's missing their friends yeah I would not be able to learn online if I was a child there's no way I can't even do it as an adult (laughs) me neither I know I have to do all of these courses for work do you have to do all these fucking courses probably I haven't done a lot I know I can I didn't know that we had to do this thing, and my boss was like, Amelia, you've gotten 10,000 emails about this. I'm like, I don't, I have, I have not been reading my I probably haven't done it either. But I can't learn things online. There's too, I have to be in a learning setting to learn well. Yeah. I can't, I can't learn online. I would, no. I would be, I feel so bad for these kids. I barely passed my one online class mm-hmm. my senior year. I didn't even try to do an online class. There's no way I would have been able to do it. The only other online class I did was like a movie class and it was really engaging. That's why it was so easy. Yeah. But the other one was like archaeology and I was like, oh, fuck that. I was like, I only have to take this because I did not take this prereq when I was a freshman and I still cared. So uh-huh. I'm not like, I'm taking this because I have to. I already did my capstone. Do I look like Indiana Jones? No. <laughs> I'm, I don't need to take this class. It means nothing to me. Archaeology. He, what a class. I probably would have failed, but the professor was like, it's your last semester. Here is a barely passing grade. <laughs> I got the same thing. I needed a credit and I got like, I just did like some sort of like capstone something and the, the professor's like, whatever, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Fine here. <laughs> here, just here, take the fucking grade. We need to get rid of you. Um, I, <laughs> these pants make me look kind of fat. <laughs> Stop. In the camera. <laughs> In the camera. Um, I forgot. Oh, uh, I had like signed up for an online class my junior year and then I was like, oh, yeah, you can just, like, log on and, like, submit shit whenever. 
no, that's not how it was. Uh, I realized it a little too late. <laughs> um, I dropped the class, like, I think I had to, like, talk to a professor or talk to, like, a dean to get drop the class. And then if I would have been a – I wouldn't have been a full-time student, so I had to sign up for a, a random class. So I signed up for Taekwondo. Ooh. So I took Taekwondo for Fun. a Fun. That's awesome. Um, I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember there – it was early in the morning, and there was this, like – there were these two people who would flirt – in class every single time like this girl she was like kind of mousy and she had like straight across bangs um and she was like there's like one guy who's hot in that class and she was like that guy <sighs> and I was like good for you girl like go yes, get it yes <laughs> get after go after it. this taekwondo nick jonas looking man <laughs> Ooh, um, that's a good ass and they were like teamed up the entire semester and, you know, you're, like, sparring with these people. And um, my little spar group was, we were a group of three. It was just, like, me and these other two women who were, like, fuck, why did we do this? Uh, anyways. <laughs> um, they were always sparring. And uh, he tested for his yellow belt at the end of the semester. And, like, after class, like, we all would kind of, like, walk to our next class or whatever. And I had time in between and they would always go to Starbucks and so would I so I'd be in line behind them like are y'all gonna like hook up or what <laughs> so at the end happen. of the semester it felt like the season finale I was like will <laughs> they won't they like what's gonna happen and they did not sadly oh but girl I think of you maybe once a year I hope she got a husband she deserves I hope she did mm-hmm. a man who can fight for her and with her, maybe, for fun. Fuck yeah. Get you a man you can spar with. In bed. In bed. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they did the next year, though. Maybe they got together eventually. They, I would love God. that love story. Me too. They're listening. They're like, wait. I hope so. I did my yellow belt I test. I hope this gets to this you house? somehow. Ugh. The year was 2013. Oh, that was a bad year maybe. for me. 2012, 2013. I hope they're doing well. I graduated in 2014. I don't know. You did? Yeah. I graduated in 2015. Aw. Oh. Well, you're old for your grade? Yes. And I'm young for my grade. Oh. oh. Makes sense. It does Yeah, because you're a summer baby. I am a summer baby. And I'm a fall baby. Fall is my favorite season. I want to get so married in I'm September. I'm just like older than everybody. <laughs> I'm older than the people I date. I'm older <laughs> than the people... I'm my my boyfriend is my brother's age and that is weird for me (laughs) wow I didn't think about that because they're so like um different yeah right like my boyfriend is very I would say mature I would say mature for his age but I don't even know what that means anymore I don't either because yeah what like what is mature for any age now yeah I feel like everything's kind of muddy now yeah after after 23 nothing matters (laughs) yeah that's so true I was thinking about that because I'm one of the guys that I'm talking to is my brother's age and your brother's older yeah he's 34 wait is that right seven yeah 34 Mm -hmm. I know and like I always thought when I was a kid like I could never date anyone my brother's age like He's so old. And now it's like really I don't know who this is. Anything past twenty five. You wanna know who this is? Oh uh-huh. it's he, someone who disappeared for a little while. And always disappears for a little while, but then comes back and is really sweet about disappearing. And I fucking hate when people disappear, but he has like good reasons, so I'm trying to be like cool about yeah. it. But I still miss him when I don't talk to him. And then he'll just like FaceTime me at two in the morning and I'm like, I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> Is that why you went to bed so late last night? No. Oh. I didn't talk to him this weekend. Mm. <laughs> okay. When what are you get doing, married 34 year old? And then I'll be sick of him and I'll be looking back on this like, do you remember when you used to not talk to me for a while? Let's go back to that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm in love with him. Um, okay. Disclaimer like, anytime Amelia texts me, like, I met my husband, <laughs> I'm like, here we go, folks. 
It's probably once a week. But I'm also absolutely the person who's like, yes, bitch. That's so true. I hope you did. Yes, that's so true. You always like really get... You put I'm some, always stoked. You put some gas in my tank with these men I meet. Who hasn't been there? I, I'm a Libra. I'm all... Like, I've been there so many times. You meet a guy and you're like, oh my God, his hinge profile is immaculate. Yeah, yeah. And then you meet him and you're like, for some reason I have absolutely zero sexual attraction. Yeah, and oh, chemistry that's with this person. Such a bummer. That's always such a bummer. And cuz you never like they could be perfect like in their profile, you guys can like be really flirty and then you meet and you're just like something's missing. I well, have there ever been an instance where I've texted you, I've met my husband and then it's gone well for me? I don't think so. And that is a sad fact. You know what? <laughs> what? Maybe you need to, you know how like you don't know if something's going to look cute on you until you try it on. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe it's kind of ugly on the hanger and then you yeah. put it on and you're like, who is she? Yeah. Maybe you need to do that with a guy. Like pick a guy who's like not usually your type and then <sighs> maybe he'll like be really fucking funny. I think going and, like. Going against type is probably a good move for me right now because my type really mm-hmm. is shitty. Like, and I, I don't even think I have a type. I think hot is my type. <laughs> so like, Same. I don't really, but I am talking to this guy on Hinge right now. Oh, you guys, I got banned from Hinge. <gasps> yeah. Let's talk about that next. Oh my God. So, okay. We'll circle back to that. But, yeah. um, one of the guys that I'm talking to on Hinge, um, since I've re-downloaded Hinge is the perfect man and I'm meeting him next week but he is so beautiful he's so nice we have mutual friends who have confirmed to me that he is actually as nice as he's being so it's not going to be like a fake dom situation where I'm like super nice guy really shitty person kind of thing this guy is apparently actually very cool and he might be my husband and then I get to look back on this and be like I was right that one time bitch you think everybody's your husband but turns out you were right once if you throw, a, you know, a spaghetti at a wall, something will stick. Yeah. And this might be the noodle that sticks. It is beautiful. <laughs> this episode will be called The Noodle That Sticks. The Noodle That Sticks. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I got banned from Hinge. Uh, do we know why? No. I can only guess why. So I have two theories. The more boring theory is that I deleted my profile and re-downloaded it, and they don't like when you do that. That's what a couple of people have said. But the reason that I deleted it in the first place was because I was very clearly shadow banned from Hinge. Like, I went from getting, like, five likes a day to getting zero likes for two weeks. And I was, like, handing out hearts, like, willy-nilly, just being like, will somebody like me, please? (laughs) I'm feeling very lonely. And I wasn't getting anything back. And then I came across my friend on the app and sent him a like and he never got it. And it wasn't one of those guys. It's like, nope, I never got it. Ah, ha, ha. Just like because he didn't want to like me back. Like mm-hmm. he did. He did not get it. And so I deleted my profile just thinking that there was just like some sort of bug. And when I typed in my number to make a new profile, it came up with this message that was like, you've been banned. And I think what happened. So you can't find out why, because that. Like, they won't tell you why because that, like, it could, breaks privacy issues. Yeah, like if it you could put someone else in a compromising position. Exactly. Like, if you assaulted one person, then you could trace that back to them. So I completely understand that. But, like, for something like that. So I think because my Instagram was linked to my Hinge and I had my dating app videos on my Instagram, I think some Chad got, like, offended that I, like, made fun of guys holding fish in their their hinge pictures. Yeah, I definitely could see someone being like I feel bullied. Triggered. Yeah, and it's like if you're triggered by something like that, like look at yourself in the mirror and ask why. Oh yeah. If you're so triggered by like my insignificant opinion. Well, not even that. It's clearly like on TikTok, it's funny. Those videos have blown up. Yeah. Um, it's just clearly f- for like fun. if you are gonna get so triggered by that, yeah. You should not date anybody. Yeah. It must be it must be exhausting getting so offended by things like that. Oh yeah, because like these kinds of men that you're like obviously joking about, or yeah. um, the kinds of men that you're like, okay, they're wearing a MAGA hat in their yeah. in their picture. We just swipe left. You're not going to report them, right? Right. I know that's the thing. And like 
I'm not making fun of how people look. If and I was you like, also don't specifically say Hinge no, in your videos. No. You say dating apps. Right. Right. But I think so there's, there's a fine line between like making fun of somebody's looks, which is not okay, and no. I would never, ever do, and just like making fun of like... <laughs> stupid answers that people give you know mm-hmm. so it's like I or just like stereotypical things that all of us have seen on right <laughs> on people's profiles and some of the shit that I come across on hinge is so misogynistic that it's like I, I call it out and then I ended up getting banned from hinge for it so I made a new profile I signed up with my mom's phone number I was like ma can you send me can you let me know what the code is that they just sent you she was like am I an accessory to a crime right now <laughs> low-key I wonder if like French press came across your profile again and was like I'm still mad oh my god he probably he would I might come across him again now that I have a brand new profile too. yeah I don't even know what he's up to well he blocked both of us and the holy hours <laughs> okay <laughs> y'all he got so mad and he was trying to act like he wasn't, but he was. He he handled it like a baby. Yeah, he did. Well, because he, like, continued to blow off Amelia. Mm-hmm. And then I went on one date with him and then kind of, like, fell off yeah. for a while. I don't remember why. And then um, I was like, do you want to, like, hang out again? And then he was like, yeah, sure. And we made plans. And we are going to hang out again. And then the day of, like, a few, like, the time we were supposed to hang out, he it was like the end of the day, and he's like, "Oh, actually, I'm seeing someone." And I'm like, "You just wasted my entire fucking Saturday. I could have done something else." He is such a disappointment. And then we talked about him on one of the episodes, episode two. If you want to go back and listen, and then he listened to it and he got upset. <laughs> Whoops. And I didn't. We cut this out because <laughs> it felt a little too mean at the time. But y'all, his bathroom smelled like <laughs> urine. <laughs> Liz was texting me like, we should probably cut out the part about his bathroom. And it's good that we did. I, yeah. Because he listened. Yeah. He was but mad about the stuff that wasn't that We know he's not listening mean. now, but... He, what if he is? What if he listens every week? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I'm still pressed. Okay, if you're listening now and you're still mad, please bring some bleach around your toilet. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. But I did like the lighting, so... His apartment is dope. It is pretty cool. I mean, I never saw it because I never actually met the guy. That's wild to me. I feel like I know him so well and I've never met him. I also said he was a bad kisser. <laughs> well, you said he was a bad kisser, but then you retract and you said you, sometimes mouths don't work well together. Well, yeah. Sometimes, that is fact. Sometimes it's just like not there. Right. And then um, I also think I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll like just hook up with this guy. Yeah. Which is kind of a shitty thing to say, so I'll give him that. Yeah, but it did feel a little like, uh, like I was just kind of like gonna use this guy, but we never got to a point where we could have a conversation of like. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, we never got to a point where we could have a conversation of like. um, This is just transactional. Yeah, all I want is to just like hook up with someone who I'm like attracted to, and I don't want a relationship. Yeah, but. It set me up to also uh, having that mindset and then meeting my now boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm going to stop talking about. But <laughs> it's so annoying. It's all Neither a stepping stone. looking for someone and then we ended up me. <laughs> like, okay. So, okay. We got it. <laughs> me to me. Uh, we need to figure out a nickname for him. <laughs> we do. Um, Tall man. Tall man. <laughs> I do like calling him that. Oh my god, I sent him a TikTok earlier today of this girl who's like, um, I matched with this guy on Tinder and we're gonna meet up and um his profile says he's six five, but I'm six two and like men are already kind of scary, so I wanna know what that like will look like. And then she's like, So this is six five and this is where I think maybe his eye height will be and she like puts her phone up there and then she's just like <laughs> staring down and she's like no no and then i sent it to my boyfriend and i was like cuz he's a, like a foot taller than me and i was like is this what i look like to you and then he was like lmao when you're standing right next to me that's pretty accurate oh no <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> like a child like, I already look pretty young. And then I was, like, kind of stoked because I was like, okay, well, from that angle, like, I don't have a double chin. <laughs> oh 
like that's a bonus it's Look. like those um that tiktok trend where people were like seeing what they looked like when they're giving head <laughs> which is the most unattractive guys there if you need to like put your camera up to see what you look like when you are giving someone it is head. atrocious it's terrifying it's so you'll be like i never want to do this again I mean, I, but I mean, like, the people you're giving head to are, like, I don't really care. stoked about it. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a fuck what you look like. No. They, they will do that to a doll. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my stance was like, oh, yeah, they just like you and, like, it feels good. <laughs> this is the mood that I'm in. I'm like, like it could be anyone. Yeah. <laughs> they fuck um, a pillow. No, but, no, but it's so true. It's such an ugly angle. But they don't care. I've never it's heard shocking. that. I've never heard that from anyone. The first time I saw that video, I was like, <laughs> and then I tried it, and I was like, no. Yeah. yeah it's... And now I just have to live with that knowledge. <laughs> that was around the time that you and I started talking, because mm-hmm. we sent each other the videos of what it looks like <laughs> for each of us, and I was like, I guess we're these kind of friends. <laughs> and here we are with a sex and podcast. Then, yeah. <laughs> Shortly after, we're yeah. like, yo. <laughs> Should we talk about sex Well, because you and I both started dating around the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the, the reason that you and I really first started like deep talking was I think I must have tweeted something about my ex and you were like, you can talk to me if you need to at any time. Aww. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, you want, how about now? <laughs> Yo, what do you do? Yeah. Quick, can I, hey girl, I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> you want to talk? <laughs> yeah. That's basically exactly, that set the tone for our friendship. We just started opening up about everything from, because you and I were friends before, but like, it was really during quarantine, during the worst part of my breakup that we got super close. And then you and I started dating at the same time. And then you started sending me guys that you were seeing, like, have you dated them? And sometimes I had, so I could give you the tea. I know I mentioned this before, but like, if you have a friend who is also on dating apps, send each other the people you're matching with mm-hmm. because like if Amelia was like oh I matched with him before like there was a couple times where that happened you're like oh yeah I've matched like I, I met up with this guy or something and then she'd give me a warning or and that was really nice it was an additional filter uh-huh. I was like I'm not gonna waste my time yeah there was one guy the the hand job guy. Sad dry hand job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sad dry hand job guy. Yep. That was one I could warn you about. I saw him mm-hmm. yesterday on hinge again. <laughs> we probably both passed each other like mm, he's no. just mm-hmm. out there asking for dry, dry hand jobs. Hand jobs. He is just such a beautiful human. It's such a shame. He yeah, he was very cute. Stunning. I actually don't even remember what he looks like. I just remember I was like, Oh, this guy's cute and then I saw that Amelia had was uh, following him on Instagram. So I was like, oh. <laughs> Tell me about this guy. Yeah, I was like, how do you know this Tell guy? Tell you about this guy. Like, she was like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then he um, he must have figured it out too because he unmatched me. Mm-hmm. That's happened so many times where I've talked to a guy briefly. He followed me on Instagram and then we both see who our mutual friends are and then he blocks me like a few times. Yeah, one of um, Dishwasher's friends I matched with on Bumble, and he followed me on Instagram, and we both must have. And we were talking a lot on Bumble, so... Oh, you both put two and two together. Uh-huh. Well, I knew I'm just petty. <laughs> I was like, this could be fun. And, like, I don't owe Dishwasher any. We, like, haven't no. had, like, a relationship, so this isn't me, like, being I shady. I forgot about Dishwasher. It's kind of same. Um, but... I... Yeah. It took me a second to remember who he was. He's very, he did not really give a fuck about me. And we, you know what I mean? It's like, and so it doesn't, doesn't really, it wouldn't hurt him in any way, but we have hooked up and there's like, and it was one of his very good friends. So once he realized it was like, he unmatched with me on Bumble, which is a good friend. That's a, that is a good, mm-hmm. that's a good friend. But, um, it was, it was kind of fun for me while it lasted. Yeah, this is, I was thinking about this earlier. This is our last episode we're recording for the year. (gasps) And we started this year. This is emotional. Yeah. 2020 fucking sucked. Mm -hmm. This was like one of the only bright spots of my 2020. (laughs) And yeah, I think we should end the last episode of the year just like reflecting on all of the things that we're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, If all of the circumstances hadn't happened. Um, Amelia and I, 
I'm sure eventually we would have become super close, but this uh, just really, like, launched it. Yeah, you know? it did. We got very close over um, Heartbreak, mm-hmm. and we made this podcast because of it. Mm-hmm. And Amelia um, has bonded with so many listeners over TikTok about Heartbreak mm-hmm. and started a group about it and... Um, what else? There's just been, I just think about it all the time, like how many doors have opened, like as a result of us just like allowing them to open. And like, Mm -hmm. that's dope because like there has been nothing good about this pandemic, but there, it's really easy to point out things that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't had happened. So like, and this is one of them. So like, yeah, just so grateful that like, just the peripheral stuff that's come along with it, like being able to be so open, like I've never done anything. Like, I've always been, like, like yeah. very open on social media, but, like, nothing like this. And Where it's... You, you know, we're putting a level of vulnerability out mm-hmm. through the world, and that is really hard. Yeah. Um, and we have each other through it. Mm-hmm. But also, like, anytime I'm questioning if what we're doing is, like, the right thing to be doing, if this is, like, part of, you know, my life's purpose. Yeah. <laughs> anytime I'm just, like... Am I just, like, are we just, like, jerking off for each other? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, is this a self-important thing that I'm doing? And maybe, like, a little bit. But anytime I start to have these feelings of doubt, without fail, someone will reach out to us and say something absolutely moving. Mm-hmm. And I cannot express how much that means to us when you guys, like, reach out to us. We've had people, like tell us like they started therapy after listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. and that like I that makes my heart feel so full because I think everyone deserves to like love themselves and when people are taking those steps and they say that like we helped them feel comfortable about that I'm Mm -hmm. like oh my god I know what I know or when people like when we talked about gray area assault like people reaching out to me about that and they're like, I didn't know how to verbalize this and like listening to Amelia's story uh, meant a lot to me and like I'm glad I'm not the only one who's experienced this. Just like uh, there is a spectrum of things that like you guys have said to us and reached out to us about that mean so much. Like even beyond just like, oh, this is really funny or like whatever. Which Uh, also means a lot to us. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's the deep stuff like that, that like yeah. we're actually making a difference for some people, no matter how small, any difference means the entire world to us. And it means so much to hear it. Like it's huge. Like we're always, we're so thankful for everyone who listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I going into this, I don't think either of us thought this was going to be what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say like we have like a shit ton of listeners, like but we have way more than we thought. We, we expected, were. what, 50? Yeah. We're at we like, were like yeah, this now. is just going to be like a fun thing that we do. Yeah. And then um, the amount of regular listeners we have is way more than we ever anticipated. Which is incredible. I just like, I think my whole like parting words for the year. Um, I feel like we're like wrapping up the podcast for forever. We'll be back. But this is just yeah, the end we'll of 2020. Yeah. But um, like my parting words for the year would be like, if you feel like you want to do something to do it, because like, I feel like no matter how big or small of a change we've made in anyone's lives, the butterfly effect that it has when you follow your intuition to do something or like, you know, even just if we just got that one message from someone that we inspired them to go to therapy, I would feel like this whole thing was worth it. You know what I mean? That's like, exactly how I feel too. It's And that feels cliche to say, like if it makes a difference in one person's life, but it's so real. And Liz and I have said this the whole time. Like if we can change one person's life in any way, then we'll feel like we've done our job. And like it's gone beyond that. And it wouldn't have happened if we hadn't had just like taken the jump, you know? Yeah. And this feels kind of self, like we're patting ourselves on the back, but like we should because like I think a lot of people have been able to recognize how weird this is that we're like putting ourselves out here in this way but I have not once heard from anyone like what the fuck are you doing everyone's like fuck yeah because I think everybody's looking for an opportunity to be open and be themselves and like why the fuck not you know the only person that's holding you back is yourself at the end of the day maybe our gift to you will be not singing on the way out oh my god (laughs) grandpa will sing for us thank you so much we appreciate you Mm -hmm. and like Amelia said our gift to you will be not, not. 
it pain it pains us to not sing. So we're doing this for you. Mm-hmm. We love you. <laughs> we're like, how do we do it without fun. singing? See okay. you in twenty twenty. We love you. Yeah, we'll have a better year next year. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.